Hey there, Michael Griffiths here, founder of Referral Marketing Guru, and welcome to this week's Get More Referrals Today podcast. Got a special guest for you, I'm going to share with them very shortly. But before that, as always, uh, if you love the show, there's only one thing that I ask you to do. We don't run ads, we don't run sponsors, it's just simply share it. Share it with other great people. Uh, if you get great value from it, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you follow. Make sure you go to your favorite podcast and leave a review. Hey, if you don't like it, that's okay. Don't need to listen. And if you've got things that we can improve, that's great too. Shoot me through an email. So let me introduce to you a, a really good friend and someone who I've been lucky enough to be around for for a good six, seven odd years, um, I have a great deal of respect in, in the impact that they get to make, the contribution they make, and how they really inspire others in changing society and creating these ripple effects. Uh, as you know, our mission is pretty big to inspire a million consultants every year to play a bigger game in their business, to inspire more people to win every day so they can contribute and change society for the better. And he's someone who lives, breathes that every single day. So without further ado, Jackson Juan, welcome so much to the podcast. So great to have you. Uh, otherwise known as the Wealth Mentor, but for the people who haven't come across you ever before, fill them in. Tell them a little I'll bit. I'll fill them yourself. in, mate. Thanks for having me. So uh, I'm Jackson Milan, also known as The Wealth Mentor. I've been in the wealth and business strategy space for coming on 15 years now. Uh, got started in this space because my parents were business owners. Uh, Mum was a hairdresser, tried very hard to create a successful salon. And my old man was a bit of a jack of all trades. Uh, he, he was a bit of a dreamer. Uh, he tried lots of different things, but never really stuck to anything long enough to, to see success. But they were incredibly hard workers, Michael. And they always said to me, Jackson, if you want to be successful in this world, you need to work hard for it. They worked 16 hour days for as long as I could possibly remember and then never had any money to show for it. And I quickly realized that the problem was that they were working for money as opposed to money working for them. So when I left school, I decided to go and pursue a career as a financial advisor. I was lucky enough to negotiate to get a traineeship as an advisor uh, and in my uh, at about 19 and very quickly realized that the industry was broken. And it was full of commission-based salespeople who were selling shitty products to people like my parents who didn't need them. And I hated it. And I'm like, if, is, if this is financial advice of what it's supposed to be, then I don't want a part of it. And I nearly gave up. But I had a fleeting thought. And I said, okay, if I'm going to take this industry by storm and do things the way that I thought it should be done, what would I do differently? So I decided to bin the term uh, financial advisor and I created the term wealth coach. And over the course of the better part of the last decade, I've been helping service-based business owners specifically you know, understand the language of money and use their business to be able to turn their business profits systematically into personal wealth and create financial freedom. And uh, we've been able to help over a thousand clients build over $1.5 billion in combined wealth. And uh, we've now got a, a team of 30. Uh, we've got over 800 clients around the world and uh, trying to practice what we preach, living the dream. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the key. Um, and I was what was going through my head just then before you even just said, practice what you preach. Uh, was exactly where I was about to go. And then you've just opened the door to say the exact words that were sitting in my head right now. Because my frustration and annoyance in this industry is exactly that. It is exactly the... It, 
I could go do a course, I could go and get a piece of paper, I could become a so-called financial planner under someone else's license and umbrella, and all I'm really doing is just selling their crap. Uh, whether you need it or not, that's how it is. And, and it's annoyed the living daylights out of me for, for a very long period of time. Um, then the second part that's annoyed the living daylights out of me is you're a financial planner, you're supposed to be helping people make great decisions to set themselves up. And yet what you've got going on yourself is is worse. So they're the two things in the industry that why I'm really picky and I'm really choosy on who we bring or who we get to talk to, because if they're not walking the walk and talking the talk and actually showing that they're doing those things, then mm, I'm a little bit dubious. So I agree. For those that haven't had the pleasure of following Jackson uh, on socials, do so. He's just recently bought again, pretty much the whole of North Queensland. But um, no, it, it's a beautiful, I don't even, how many thousand acres? We've got 70 acres and we back on to about 3,000 acres of World Heritage listed rainforest that yeah. can only be accessed by about a whole of about 15 people. So we're pretty spoiled yeah. here, mate. Yeah. So you see the pictures and, and the things that he's got and, and it's just like, He's left his backside off to be able to create the life that he wants. Clients all over the globe, still up there in North Queensland, being able to, to be with nature that's important to him and, and to be around loved ones that's important to him and to be around his pups that are important to him. And he can now have, I was joking with him the other day, at least 5,000 pups on that property. Um, exactly. It's not a challenge. <laughs> and um, but, but that's what shows me that, that you've got someone who can talk it, walk it, live it, breathe it, and that's what you need to be following in this space. You don't need to be following people who who talk a good game, but really they're struggling to put a roof over their head. And, and that's uh, I'm sad that that's the case, but they're not people who can help you create wealth or create that set yourself up for down the track. Um, 100%. If you haven't heard me say before, you have to be creating wealth. It's just that simple. It's not a choice. We truly believe the more wealthier you are, the more you can contribute and help change society, the bigger impact you can make. You don't have to worry about things of how am I going to fend for me? You can start focusing on how do I get to transform more, pe more people's lives? So your business is the vehicle that allows you to create wealth. And I think, Jackson, I'll get you to speak on this, in that you're really big that business is not there to be the wealth. Business is there to help allow you a vehicle to create more wealth. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I think there's a huge gap in the market. I've always been very lucky and gifted to be able to identify opportunities and inefficiencies. Um, I'm not a new idea creator. I'm more of an innovator, that I see things that are wrong and I find the disconnects and then I create the, the right connections to be able to make meaningful changes. And the biggest one that I saw is that for business owners, particularly we're talk, talking small business owners that are multi-six figures, early seven figures that are often owner operators. And to be fair, they're probably more self-employed than business owners. They are trading time for money. And there was a big gap of them being underserved because they go to a traditional financial advisor and the first question they'd ask is, okay, well, how much money have you got available for me to invest for you? And then for most service businesses, they're like, well, diddly squat. And they're like, cool, come back to me when you've got at least 100 grand. 
And then on the other side, we've got business owners who are probably frustrated with the fact that most people don't want to hear from them in the financial services world. So they're reinvesting back into their business. And they're working with business coaches and they're working with consultants and doing all of these great things, which is amazing. And they're building this massive beast, but they're focusing primarily on vanity metrics. They're scaling, they're increasing their top line revenue. They're hiring more staff. They're getting more clients. They're getting more leads. All of these things that we should be doing as business owners. But the big problem is that they're not treating their business like a vehicle because let's face it, mate. We all got into business because we want to create more freedom and flexibility. But how many business owners do you know that are actually truly free? Not many, right? No. And this is the problem, right? Their business has become the be all and end all of their existence because they've got nothing better to put their money into. They reinvest it back in. And that is often an excuse for poor money management. They are essentially using scaling and reinvesting into their business as an excuse for mismanaging their money. So what we help these business owners do is we firstly help them understand how do we reposition their business as a vehicle to help them create whatever financial freedom means to them. And for every single person I've ever worked with, financial freedom is different. It means something very, very different. So we need to get crystal clear on what that is and we need to turn it from a dream into a goal. So we work out what are the milestones? What's the house you want to live in? When do you want it paid off? What school do you want to send your kids to? What holidays do you want to go on? What hobbies and interests do you want to be able to pursue? How much passive income do you need and by when to be able to live the lifestyle that you want? Once we're clear on all those things, we reverse engineer that into an action plan. And that allows us to set an income target that we can then turn into a profit target. We can then turn into a revenue target and then turn back to all of their KPIs and metrics to allow them to connect to the activity that they do in their business, to the outcomes that are truly important. And with this system, we typically help our clients manufacture true financial freedom outside of their business in 10 years or less. Yeah, love it, love it. What tends to be the things that stop people from, from even thinking about it, let alone doing it, to, to even thinking about the end game or what they will need or how to make things better than just simply trying to to survive week by week or month by month. Yeah, there's probably three things here, mate. The first one is planning. Now, most people aren't taught how to plan properly, particularly do financial planning. Because let's face it, the financial services industry as a whole wants you to abdicate responsibility to financial advisors and to accountants and money managers who are going to say, hey, Michael, just give me your money and don't worry, I'm going to take care of it for you. Just continue to pay your fees and everything's going to be fine. The issue is that you now have a reliance on those individuals and you have no ability to control that for yourself or know whether they're doing a good job. So learning how to plan is the first fundamental skill that we teach our clients. The second thing is learning how to allocate cash flow. Most businesses that I've ever worked with, I'd probably say 85% of businesses are a cash eating monster. The owner is using their business as an ATM. They have no idea how the money flows. They have no idea the difference between the money that they see that they're making on paper and the dollar figure that they've got in their bank account. There's often typically a huge disconnect. And that comes down to the fact that they need a, a cash flow operating system. A really simple strategy 
that allows them to control their cash and then know how to allocate it. And the third thing is creating consistency of cash flow. Because most businesses are on this roller coaster ride. They have one great month followed by one shitty month or one great quarter followed by a shitty quarter. Or they're just once a once in a lifetime event is just around the corner that hits them for a six. Like, Jesus, how many once in a lifetime events have you survived in your business so far, Michael? There's always one around the corner, right? Yet most businesses just aren't prepared for it. So if they can have a mechanism that allows them to plan, allows them to manage cash, and allows them to cre create consistency, these are the building blocks that allow us to create true wealth using our business. Yeah, love it. Love it. So a whole bunch of people probably listening now goes, okay, but I've got to be doing well in my business to, to be able to then create wealth. So I've got to be doing really well in my business. And, and right now I'm like break even or I'm talk to these people. Yeah. So you have to be making $10,000 a month profit to be able to at least start doing things for the future. Not at all. This is where we do things really contrary to the industry where the vast majority of financial advisors only want to work with clients who already have money. Um, and ultimately, I always ask the question like, well, who's helping the people who don't have the money get ahead? Like, I don't want to make rich people richer. I want to help people who are struggling crack the code and use their hard work and turn that into personal wealth. So we've had clients come to us who are on the verge of bankruptcy, have negative net wealth and have been burning cash at a rate of knots. Like I had a client that came to us, one of our best client case studies, who had a joinery business in, in, uh, in, in Melbourne, and he was burning $30,000 a month in cash flow in his business. He'd maxed out overdrafts, he'd maxed out credit cards, he'd even got to a point where him and his wife had to sell a block of land that they were planning to build their dream home. It was absolutely crashing for them. And he was on the verge of hitting that big red button and hitting reset. But he came to us after trying to find people to support him and we said that we'd help him and we helped him implement a couple of simple things we helped him create a plan that got him excited about making money work for him we helped him implement that cash flow operating system that helped him hemorrhage the bleeding and we helped him identify the seven levers to endless profits that allowed him to realize that the problem was in his cash conversion cycle and the amount that he was charging and in a matter of nine months we turned a corner from burning $30,000 a month to scaling to seven figures at 27% profit margins, which was nearly a $60,000 per month turnaround from burning cash to immense profitability. So it just goes to show that as long as you're committed, you can take advice and you're willing to take action, that we can achieve some phenomenal things by getting these foundations in place. Yeah, love it. Fantastic. Properties, shares, crypto, ATMs, racehorses, paint, artwork. What do I do? It's, someone tells me something different all the time. I should be doing this or I should be doing that or I should be doing goodness knows what. What should I be doing? There's really only three predictable ways to build wealth in this world that have worked throughout history and will continue to work for, for generations to come. And... The whole aim of this and the fundamentals here, particularly entrepreneurs, try and sexy up their wealth. And this is where they do the most damage. Now, I was taught one thing by a really successful investment mentor that trained me when I was early in my career. Um, he had managed 
like billions upon billions upon billions of wealth. And the one lesson that he taught me is he said, Jackson, if you want to get sexy, get sexy at home. Play with your partner, not your portfolio. And this is the, the, the fundamental lesson and the big shift that I made when it comes to building wealth. Because the three ways to build wealth is one, build wealth into your business. Now, we shouldn't rely on your business for financial freedom, but your business can be a great asset. And the statistics show that less than 4% of businesses are successfully sold for a profit if they're ever sold at all. So the first thing you need to do is understand what makes your business valuable. Speak to a business broker or go online and do research and understand how your type of business is valued upon sale. And what are the things that you can do to improve that value to maximize its saleability? Because what I hear from most business owners, Michael, is they say, I don't want to sell my business. I never want to sell my business. What I've come to realize is most people don't want to sell their business until one day they do. And then typically that business is not ready for sale. So by always focusing on getting your business ready for sale and maximizing its value, not only do you maximize the opportunity that it'll be sold for a profit, but it also increases its profits because a business is more valuable the more profitable it is. So that's number one. Number two is property. Buy good quality blue chip property in highly desirable areas where affluent people want to live. Don't buy shitty properties in mining towns in Kickertin along because your Uncle Bob told you at the family barbecue after 42 beers that it's going to take off. It's speculation. We want to invest. And you invest objectively based on five key fundamental drivers. Net migration. More people need to be moving to an area than are moving away. Diverse employment. We need to make sure that we don't have any employment risk for relying on a particular sector. For example... Far North Queensland in the early 2000s, particularly Gladstone and those types of areas, were highly reliant on the oil and gas industry because they were building offshore oil rigs. And, when the, and there were all of these other economies that popped up, schools and shopping centres and all of these other things that made it appear as if there was a diverse economy, but all of those things were reliant on those jobs. So when all of those plants were built and they went from construction to maintenance, they cut the workforce by 80% and all of those markets have gone shit. So buy in good quality areas where there's diverse employment. Third, infrastructure spending, both private and public. The government needs to be spending money to make an area more livable and private money needs to be spending to make an area more livable. We're talking uh, railways, hospitals, schools, uh, roads, uh, public transport, and also restaurants and entertainment because it, the, the jobs is what gets people somewhere, but it's the infrastructure that keeps them there. Fourth one is future supply. My general rule of thumb is don't buy in cities because the zoning restrictions allow for people to build huge towers and flood the market. And don't buy on fringes where there's complete greenfield abundance of land where they can build house and land packages as far as the eye can see. Buy in areas that are already built out because it limit, in order for a new property to be built, one has to be knocked out. And then the fifth one is affordability. Not what you can afford, what the local population where you're looking to buy can afford. Because if they can afford for property prices to go up, then they probably will if the other four factors are in play. If they're fully stretched, that property market isn't going anywhere. So if you can understand those five fundamental macroeconomic drivers, then you're going to be able to secure yourself good quality properties. And then the last one is shares. Don't stock pick, 
Don't try and think that you're the next Warren Buffett or Ray Dalio that you can outperform the market. Go and buy good quality diversified index funds or ETFs that allow you to get the average of whatever the market does. Because it's been proven, and you can Google it, Google the SPIVA report, S-P-I-V-A. And what that shows is the percentage of active fund managers, so people who are stock picking, professional managers trying to stock pick to outperform the index, what percentage of them outperform the market. And the scary statistic is that over five years, 80% or more of active managers underperform the market after fees and taxes. So by just buying the index, not only is it going to be drastically cheaper, give you wide levels of diversification, but it's going to allow you to systematically focus on turning your business profits into personal wealth. Love it. Love it. So let's talk there. So um, we do a whole bunch around profit firsts with with our guys. I know you're a a big fan of that also in terms of of just being able to put things into buckets and being able to really break down your your business um, your business money into into profit into owners compensation into operating into taxes so you've got your buckets ready to go for when you need it so let's talk about the the profit so so we go to our guys uh, you want to do something similar and love to hear what what you say to your guys is that yeah, you, you have a percentage that you choose that every piece of money that comes into your your business, a percentage of that each week, each month, however often you do it, is going to go into this profit account. And then we say to our guys, 50% of the profit account, go have fun. That's why you're in business. And the other 50%, go and invest. And don't invest it back into your business. Invest it in something that's going to make you money while you're sleeping. Talk to us a bit about that, uh, your concept around that, your thoughts around that. Um, because in, in essence, and this is what I want people to understand, is like you don't need to wait till you've got $5,000, $10,000 to be going and putting things into an EFT or into the share market. You could do that when you've got 100 bucks. And if you're yeah. in Australia, you've got, well, we use Comsec, Commonwealth Bank in Comsec. Well, there is no set limit. You could start straight away and you could do it each yeah. week or each month or each quarter. And... As the saying goes, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the next best time is right now, so you don't have yes. to keep waiting. Talk to me about that. 100%. What you've spoken about is a great foundation, great starting point. So what we help our clients create and implement is what we refer to as the wealth mastery machine. Because the idea around a machine is that a machine produces a regular, consistent, and predictable outcome. However, for the vast majority of people, particularly business owners, that, that's not, they can't explain their finances being a machine. It's normally knee-jerk, afterthought, emotional, whenever they've got the time. So the first thing we need to do is in order to create a machine, we need to ha- create systems. And what we do, Michael, is we help our clients reverse engineer what we call their financial freedom figure. And that all starts with a really simple formula. So first thing you need to do is you need to ask yourself, How much income do you need a year to be financially free in today's dollars? So is it $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year, whatever the number might be? Just come up with the number. If you're not sure, do what's called a personal profit and loss. Um, You can grab a a template for that in our free Facebook group. Um, I'm sure we'll include some links in the show notes. And what that will allow you to do is to actually crunch the numbers on it. So let's assume it's $200,000 a year. This formula is very simple. It is your financial freedom figure divided by five times by 100. 
So if it's 200,000 a year divided by five times by 100, that is $4 million in net wealth that you require in order for you to be financially free. So some people might go, oh, shit, that's a lot of money. Well, it's a lot of money if you don't understand how to get there. So what we then need to work out is the three levers. Lever one is how much can you afford to contribute? So out of your profits, after you pay yourself and live your lifestyle, how much surplus do you have left over to commit? Lever two, how much risk are you prepared to take? So if you keep all your money in cash, it's going to make less than 1%. And after inflation is going to go backwards, or if you punt it all on crypto, you might make a thousand percent, but you could lose it all as well. So it's about finding a risk tolerance that you're comfortable with. And lastly, how long are you prepared to wait or by when do you want to achieve that goal? And what that allows us to do here, Michael, is it allows us to set a profit target. So let's say for argument's sake, for you to be able to create financial freedom in 10 years, you need to put $10,000 a month away. And let's say your lifestyle costs 10,000 a month then we need to have $20,000 a month of profit in order to allow you to live your lifestyle and have enough surplus. So the aim of this is about having your cake and eating it too. Because the problem here, mate, is that for the vast majority of people, they've been taught that wealth only comes from shrinking yourself wealthy. If I want to be wealthy, I need to go without. I need to eat cornflakes or cat food for dinner. I need to stop eating out and going to Uber Eats. I need to stop my gym membership. I need to sit at home watching Netflix or even free to air TV. No, fuck that. We all work too hard. You need to reward yourself for your hard work. So how much income do I need to have my cake and eat it too? Then we reverse engineer that into the profit first system. How do we make sure we've got enough to run our business, but also hit that profit target? And then we reverse engineer that into all of the KPIs. And it makes it really, really simple for us to create and implement this wealth mastery machine. Yeah, love it. So if you're listening to us on our podcast, you're not seeing it across our screen right now, go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Y-L-B group. And you will find that Facebook group where you can find those tools and resources or look in the show notes below. So let's look at this. We've got a, a another great little resource that I'll put up now. So if you're watching this, it's going across your screen right now. It's a scorecard for you to really be able to see where you're at, where you're positioned, and uh, some, some simple little things to be able to work on. So again, people listening to the podcast, you can see, you can go and find this on bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash A-U-R-E. U-S scorecard. So it's A-U-R-E-U-S scorecard. Or look in the show notes below. You'll find the link and click on it to make it easier. Talk to us about the scorecard. What is it about? What's yeah. it going to help with? Let us fill us in. We've had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands through speaking and through, uh, through, through webinars and whatnot around the world. And we've been able to survey those individuals. And through surveying those individuals, we come up with the top 40 things that get in the way of entrepreneurs creating financial freedom. And through collating thousands of these results, we've been able to work out that the average entrepreneur and business owner scores 18 out of 40, which means around the world, business owners are below average financially, which is probably no surprise. Now, the aim of the game here, guys, is to spend five minutes doing the scorecard and work out your score, but don't dwell on it. All I care about is looking at the things that you've currently answered no to and, work, and asking yourself the question over the course of the next 30, 60, or 90 days, what can I do to turn that no into a yes? And what we've found is just by doing the scorecard, 
and then implementing the resources that we've got available in our free Facebook group, most people can add at least 10 to their score in 90 days or less. And this is just about progress over perfection. Most of us don't know what we don't know financially. And I guarantee that there's low-hanging fruit on that scorecard that you're like, oh, wow, I've never even thought of that before. If I go and do that, that could be worth tens of thousands of dollars to me. Love it. Fantastic. Look into the show notes, get on the scorecard, see where you are, your challenges to be at least at 25. And if you're not, make sure you jump into that, that Facebook group to find some simple little ways to better do that. Uh, let's bring this to a close uh, like by, this way. If there are a handful of things that I could start thinking about or start doing that is at least going to head me in the right direction, what would you tell me? First one is you need to get crystal clear on what financial freedom means for you. Um, and when we've got that figure, we can reverse engineer it backwards and you'd be surprised by just doing that exercise, how quickly you reframe and reposition your business as a wealth creation vehicle to be able to fuel the life and the future opportunities that you truly desire. Second thing is start now, start small. There's never going to be a perfect time I've had clients come to me with $100 million businesses and we've started their investments with $200 a month because it's, it's so small. Um, and it means that we can start building what we call money muscle memory. We're getting skin in the game because what quickly happens is that 200 a month turns into 500, then into 1,000, then to 2,000, and then we start snowballing. If you're waiting to say, hey, I want to find the perfect time to go from zero to $10,000 a month, it's likely never going to happen. So you're better off just starting and taking imperfect action. And the third part is just get educated. Stop abdicating financial responsibility to your accountant or your financial advisor or your mortgage broker or whoever else that you're abdicating responsibility to when it comes to your money because you think you're not a money person. You just think you're not a money person because you think money is complicated and it's only complicated because you haven't learned the simple way to do things. And just by learning the basics, and doing it simply and doing it repeatedly over time, you're going to drastically improve your financial trajectory, which could be worth millions to you over the course of the rest of your working life. So do yourself a favor and start learning that wealth education. Love it. Fantastic. Jackson, thanks so much for, for jumping on. Um, honestly, it's not that hard. Uh, and if I was going to be my usual blacks, black, whites, white, and maybe give you a bit of a nudge right now, people listening, we put our head in the sand around money more so because we feel like we don't have enough or, or it's been an annoyance or we've, we've struggled with things in the past. And unfortunately, things that you don't understand properly or things that you've struggled with are actually the things that need your attention more so. And I get that it doesn't feel good to be going and constantly thinking about a money plan or thinking about where you want to be or let's just live in the moment and let's just enjoy life for what it is right now. And that's all fine and well until you reach a certain age of 60, 65, 70, 80 and life is nowhere near as comfortable or nowhere near as nice as what it could have been. As in anything in life, things that are tough are worth doing. And sorting out finances, it's tough. It takes time. It takes you just to be able to understand it. And if you've just been throwing everything into buckets to start with, hoping that one day it'll just sort itself out, it ain't going to. 
you need to take responsibility. You need to put up your hand and you need to go, hey, this is an area of my life, just like your business is an area of your life, just like your relationships is an area of life, where you've got to put some time and effort and work into. Because if you don't, no one else is going to. So I, I really suggest that you you make sure that you go find, it's just Jackson Milan on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, Look in the show notes to the Facebook group. Obviously, you're going to get connected there straight away. Do the scorecard. And if you don't do anything else, just take your head out of the sand and go, you know what? I'm in control of this. And unless I take control of it, nothing's ever going to change. You create wealth so that you can contribute and help change society for the better. You actually owe it to yourself to create wealth. So, Jackson, thank you so much for jumping on and joining us and, and really giving us some great insights and hopefully a little nudge to really do something about it. Be my pleasure, mate, and I look forward to catching up again soon. Fantastic. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Again, if this is your first time uh, watching, listening, please make sure if you've enjoyed the show, share it around, uh, promote it out. Leave your reviews on your favorite social platform. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're on our YouTube channel, uh, Referral Marketing Guru. If you are listening to us, get more referrals today on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or any of our social networks. Make sure you never miss an episode and hit that subscribe button. Till next time, take care, and I will speak to you all 